and welcome to the On Call Room. A Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm Abby. I'm Bree. And, and it's, it's a beautiful day to podcast. Welcome. <laughs> I was like, ooh, is she going to say it first? Uh, welcome. We are a Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Just welcome. We're a Grey's Anatomy <laughs> podcast, deep diving into every single episode. We are in season 10, episode 17 and 18. Crazy. We are almost done with season 10, and we will be saying goodbye to Christina Yang. Yeah, so I'm going to, like, I feel like we're just going to continue just to talk a lot about her on yeah. these episodes. That's, like, where, I feel like that's where Grace is focusing. Yes. And that's where I'm choosing to focus. Yeah, so before we get into some of our other announcements, we wanted to let our listener, listeners know that we're going to do a Christina episode. So if you have thoughts about her, um, positive thoughts about her, please uh, send us a voice memo. Or if you are uncomfortable doing that and you want something read, um, you can type something up and you can send that to our email at beyondcallroom at gmail.com. It feels like when you have a voicemail, you have to repeat it again. So if you would like to send us a message, yeah. <laughs> please send that to beyondcallroom at gmail.com. Yes. Um, yeah, we would love I'm going to say positive thoughts. Yeah. I don't... This. We're, yeah, we're not doing a, like, uh, negative take on her. No, we're only a positive take. And this can be on Sandra O oh too. Yeah. I feel like it, that whole, in general, um, either think about, like, favorite scenes or speeches or monologues or, like, things that really hit home for you because we're going to try to make it a really special episode. Yes. So make sure you send that. And we don't have a due date, but maybe we should quick set one. So I'm going to say we're going to give you... Uh, at least until the a week from now, which is I think the thirty. It's August thirty first or September first would be a week from when this episode comes out. Yeah. So before September happens, if you can send those in, that would be wonderful. We would really appreciate. And we'll it. remind you, patrons and other people in the Facebook group. Yeah. Speaking of that, if you want to be a part of our Facebook group, or you want bonus episodes once a month, or you want to co-host the podcast like the person we have tonight, you can do so by going to Patreon.com/slash The On Call Room, where you can pledge to be an intern, a resident, or an attending. All of these get you really awesome things. From a hand-signed postcard around Christmas time to uh, our Zoom calls to bonus episodes to getting the podcast a day early, having access to our voicemail, so many things. Um, to making friends in the Facebook group. Yeah, like legitimate friends. Legitimate? Legitimate friends. Another little update, we mentioned this last week, but we do have two new moderators in our Facebook group. So if you were worried about joining a community and because the World Wide Web can be scary. very scary. We have two people who are on call. That's good. Yeah. 24-7, making sure that people are following guidelines and making sure that the posts are kind and... Maybe instead of moderates, we, yeah, we call them the on-call doctors. Yeah, there are, oh, yeah. That's, or the doctors on call, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah doctors on call. That's, wow. So, AKA moderators. Yeah, <laughs> AKA Jade and Caitlin. So yes. thank you to them. Um, you can also follow us, did you say Instagram? I didn't. Uh, at Instagram, which is at the on-call room pod. And on Instagram, <laughs> you can follow us at Instagram. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yeah. At sign, the on call yeah. room pod on Instagram. It's funny. I was making an Instagram post today. Yeah. And I, at the bottom was like. Where? I didn't see it. Oh, well, take a look. Um, it was about this past week's episodes. Oh, oh but on the on call room. Okay. Yeah, on the on call room. But at the bottom, I do like different hashtags, but I was doing a bunch of at signs and I was like, why doesn't this look right? And like, why am I like at Grey's Anatomy ABC? I was like, I've never done that one before. And then I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> yeah. hashtags. Like, I don't know. Hey, you can tag Grey's Anatomy ABC. Yeah. Maybe they'll pick us up. Yeah. So. I would love that. Technology. Uh, lastly, you can leave us a review on iTunes. 
uh, five scalpels. We love those reviews and it just helps people decide whether or not they're going to hit play. We really, really appreciate them and reread all of them that come in. Something's in my eye if you're wondering why I'm looking like a pirate. Yeah. Um, Post-op topic tonight. We will come back to you on that (laughs) after the break. Um, We'll tell you what post-op is. But if you're wondering, post-op is the bonus 10 minutes that happens at the end of the episode for our patrons. Yeah. Um, What's new with you? Uh, Well, we got our porch almost finished, kind of, sort of, today. We got all the decking finished, and now we just have to have new stairs built. And then one of the railings fucked up, so we have to get that fixed. And then we can paint it. Woo! But we actually have, like, a usable It's very exciting. Yeah, like, you can walk on it. Yeah, and it's level. Yeah, and um, the person who was doing it was, like, um, you can put your porch swing back up if you want. Well, that means it's done. Yeah, and so we can use it. So very grateful for that. Um, Now we're getting quotes for our back balcony deck, and that is a gajillion dollars. Mm -hmm, And I'm like, mm -hmm. why did we buy a house? (laughs) Why are we getting married? Think about how many European trips you could go on for that. For the money that we're spending on, like... Yeah, how does that make you feel? Not great, no, but but it needs to be done. It's your wedding venue. Yes, so we're... That's the nice thing. Instead of putting money into a venue, we were putting it into our home, and so it will be, like... We won't probably have to redo that porch while we live here. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. So what about you? Uh, Well, uh, my expensive bills is McCoy is eventually going to have surgery. Yeah. He's hopping around on three legs. So if anyone in the, the, I would say, mm, if anyone on Instagram wants to reach out, it has really good advice about dog ACL repairs. Yeah. um, I'm not too worried. Like, I know he'll be fine. And he's actually been, he was hopping on three legs and he started to use the leg again, but then he totally like, I should have had him on a leash. No one talked to me. And he got excited to see someone. Oh. And he ran on the deck and did like a pew, like slid into third base. Oh, and no. I was like, oops. That's not going to be good. <laughs> but he's, you know, cheery and good. And it's totally fixable. When is he going to... Uh, his, his x-rays next week. Okay. Another set of fucking expensive x-rays. The right kind this time that will like measure for it. And then I just decided, you know, if he gets the knee replacement, which I'm leaning towards, then when someday in a hundred years when he dies and right. I cremate him, I can take out his knee replacement and have it bronzed and put it on my mantle. Oh, that's a nice idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of weird. <laughs> Wear it around my neck. Yeah. His knee around your neck. Yeah. These are really exciting things. Yeah. Well, we love our pets and we are willing to spend the tough dollars on them. Marge is just staring at the door trying to get out. Yeah. She knows how. She can. The door's <laughs> cracked. It's a jar. She can figure it out. <laughs> Today I was taking a nap on lunch and I woke up and she was like in my, she was sleeping, but I didn't feel her come yeah. up onto the couch. And so she was like, just right in front of me. I opened my eyes and Marge's face was sleeping like an inch from my face. And I was like, Pah! what are you doing? Are she on you? No, she wasn't on me. She was like on the couch, but she was, I was like on my side. Oh, she just snuggled right up next to your face? Yeah. God, I love animals. We do not deserve them. Yeah, they're so sweet. Also this morning, this is, again, we've talked about house things, vet bills. This is all very boring. But um, like when I went for a walk this morning, it was like fall. Like, like summer, but the air was crisp. Oh my God. When I woke up, we slept with our bedroom. We didn't have our air on, slept with the window open and the fan last night in it. And I was almost like, I don't think I need to turn the fan on because it was already pretty cool out when we went to bed. But when I woke up in the morning, I like, yeah, didn't want to get out of bed because it was like cold. It's so hard to get out of bed when it's cold. Yeah. And so I took a shower, I shut the window and I like came, John worked later than me today and I came in and he looked like a mummy just like wrapped (laughs) on his back in like the quilt. And I was like, oh, it's chilly in here. Yeah. 
Yep. So it's happening. Yeah, it is. I don't know how, but um, all right. Well, we have a guest tonight and yeah. we'll have her soon. So we'll take a little break and we'll come back with a post-op topic yes. and our guest for you. Yeah, great. Okay, everyone, uh, for our post-op, we just wanted to let you know that this week, because of the importance of the Christina making this big life decision and how her life could go two ways, we're going to talk about some things maybe in our life that, like, altered it. Yeah. Could have gone two ways. Could have gone two ways. So stay tuned if you're a patron. If you're listening on the Patreon app, there's a bonus 10 or so minutes at the end of that. If you're a $10 patron. If you're a $10 patron, yes. And if you'd like to hear what our turning points in life were or some big moments, then become a $10 patron and stay tuned because here comes the next part of the episode. Okay, we're back and we have the lovely patron Katie scrubbing in with us today. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hey, what's up? Welcome well, to the show. We're we so happy to have you. Yes. I'm very um, happy to be here. Good. Um, we always like to start with um, who are you and what do you like to spend your time doing? Is that right? Mm-hmm. It's like, who okay. are you? What do you do? Whatever. Whatever you, you, whatever you want to share. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I do is I'm a quality specialist at a circuit panel factory oh. at night. I work nights. So that's fun. Nice. Um. And then, you know, I have a dog, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much me. What I, kind of dog? Yeah, these are He's questions. a Chihuahua Italian Greyhound, so he looks like what? a little baby deer. Oh, what a mix. Yeah. What a mix of breeds. Just so tiny and skinny, probably. Yeah. Yeah, super skinny. Super oh skinny legs. What's his oh. name? Percy. Like Percival from Harry Potter. Oh, my Not gosh. Not the, the Weasley, but the Dumbledore. Dumbledore's middle name. Oh, okay. I love, yes. That's a good specification. Not Percy <laughs> Weasley. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Percival Ryan Wolfric Dumbledore. <laughs> exactly. Um, Brian, not Ryan. Did you know one of Dumbledore's middle names is Brian? That's really nice. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Oh, Brian. Um, well, we're really happy you're here. So we love to find out, when did you start watching Grey's Anatomy? So I watch, I remember like watching random episodes as a teenager, like with my grandma, we'd watch like, she'd watch like private practice or, or Grace. And so a couple years ago, I just kept thinking about this storyline of this chick being pregnant and someone was like cutting her baby out of her. And I was just <laughs> thinking like, what was that about? And so I decided to watch Grace because that's where I thought it was from. It was not from Grace, but you know, private practice, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually I watched that and I was like, oh, that's, that's where it's. <laughs> I love how you like watched all of Grey's Anatomy and like, we're like, where was that episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it never happened. It was so strange. Um, I mean, I guess kind of the April storyline. Yeah. But similar. But, but Ben not. Warren was not stealing her baby. So <laughs> right. it's a little no. bit different. Yeah. Um, wow. That's crazy. Does, I love that your grandma watch it, watches it. Does she, I feel like we need to have a grandma section on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think she watches it anymore. She just was then. Love okay. it. Even yeah. better. She yeah. saw that baby cutting out scene and said, she, I've had enough. I'm done with this. <laughs> this is too much for grandma. Too much for Nana. Yeah. Um, exactly. um, okay. What is, or who is your favorite character? Um, that's a difficult question. I want to say Christina, you know, because this mm-hmm. is her, like, ultimate season. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like Mark and Callie. Mm-hmm. They're they're probably my actual favorites. 
They're up there. They're good. Yeah. I feel like this is a good episode for you then because Callie had, she was like in the second one quite a bit, I feel like, with the ortho stuff. So um, what about your favorite coupling? I love Callie in Arizona. I think they were awesome. It was sad, you know, with what ends up happening with them. Or Bailey and Ben too. I really love Ben. Once he was on the scene, I was like, oh, this is my guy. (laughs) <laughs> he really reminds me of my husband. He's like a similar personality type. Aww. So they're adorable. <laughs> That's sweet. I love that. I Those are great answers. Yeah. What about an unpopular opinion? Do you have one? Um, I really liked Brooks. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. She's just so weird. She was so strange. And I like that in people, you know? Well, like, that's probably why you like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's super normal. So wait, I love that you like her, and also I felt like my love for her was complete once we it was done. Like we did our bonus episode on all of that crew, and then I was like, I guess I kind of liked her, and now yeah. she's yeah. gone. She was quirky. Yeah, very quirky. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, how did you find the podcast? I finished Gilmore Guys when they were done. I had a really like podcast fatigue. I couldn't figure out what to listen to. I was just sad that they were gone. And so I was searching for random shows that I like to try to find mm-hmm. someone. And I found you guys for Grace. Oh, wow. Great. We filled the whole of Gilmore Guys. I feel I, I was really hoping, Katie, that you would be like, until at the end of Gilmore Guys, they like recommended the on-call room. <laughs> they know you who you are. The episode was with Lauren Graham. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. That was really cool. Oh, I haven't listened to that one yet. Yeah, it was. Is she a generous, like... Oh, she's super. Like, she, like... She's amazing. Was, oh, yeah. So good. She was, like, super kind and, like... Very yeah. into it. Like, she... Because I feel like sometimes those people, like, are like, I don't really want to talk about the mm-hmm. show that was a million years ago. Ago. No, she was like super gracious. I, Ooh, feel I can't. Like. I'm just going to skip to that one. Yeah, you should listen to it. Um, okay, great. Well, we are talking about season 10, episode 17 and 18. Do you know? And you, you be, be ill in. Ill in. Okay. Like chilling, but you're ill. Right. <laughs> um, so you want to do short summaries? Sure. Okay. Christina imagines the two routes her life can take based on one decision she makes. Meanwhile, one of the hospital's patients decides whether or not to live. And then for the second one, the hospital gets um, inundated. Inundated with a flu. Did you like how I turned my head? With flu infected patients, which causes the doctors to slowly fall ill one by one. Derek must fight off the sickness as he prepares to give a speech on brain mapping, and the residents place bets on who will fall ill first. Meanwhile, a new doctor at the hospital gives Alex a glimpse into an alternate form of medical practice. Oh, yeah, that needs to be one of the rounds. Yeah. Um, okay, monologue. The first one is by Christina Yang. Do you know who you are? Oh my God, I'm gonna have to say this so many times. So many times. Do you know what's happened to you? Do you want to live this way? All it takes is one person, one patient, one moment to change your life forever. It can change your perspective, color your thinking. One moment that forces you to reevaluate everything you think you know. Do you know who you are? Do you know what's happened to you? Do you want to live this way? Do you know who you are? Do you know what's happened to you? Do you want to live this way? And then the second one is the average person touches their face about 18 times every waking hour. I thought about COVID. This whole episode, that's all I thought about. Yeah. That leaves you susceptible to infection about 100 times a day. Infection has a nasty habit of taking advantage of our everyday behaviors. It spreads by touching doors, desks, elevator buttons, pens, sharing cups, even money. All we can do is try to best prevent it from spreading. Because once it's out there, the infection usually wins. Oh, God. Great. <laughs> it's a known fact that doctors make the worst patients. We ignore our symptoms until we're face down on the ground. 
We like to think we're different species from our patients, but none of us are invincible. Eventually, we have to face the fact that we're human and that sometimes even the mightiest of us need help. Meredith Gray. Perfect. I'll do shotgun workup. Okay. Um, patient one. I don't know why I'm saying that. That's <laughs> our list. Patient one. Uh, Jason Castor. Hole in his pericardium, C3 and C4 break, se- severed spinal cord, kidney failure. Severe spinal cord. Severe spinal cord. Uh, Brayden Morris. Severe combined immunodeficiency, acute frontal sinusitis, POTS, puffy tumor. Leah Murphy, Jackson Avery, Derek Shepard, Arizona Robbins, and Richard Weber have the GI virus. Logan Treadwell, arm laceration, rictus sardonicus, tetanus, broken arm, Ivy McNeil, dilated cardiomyopathy, end-stage heart failure, Mr. Gordor, Gordor, yeah, Crohn's disease, Waldorf abscess, and Francis McNeil, that's what say, also goes by Frankie, cardiomyopathy. And I wanted to just, before we go into rounds, say that because the McNeil family is going to be in a few episodes, I wanted to actually know what cardiomyopathy was. That's so funny you say that because while we were watching this, John was like, what is cardiomyopathy? And I tried to do research on it. So I'm happy <laughs> wow. we, yeah, we're the same. Yeah. Um, so cardiomyopathy is a disease of the heart muscle that makes it harder for your heart to pump blood to the rest of your body. Cardiomyopathy can lead to heart failure. The main types of cardiomyopathy include dilate, hypertrophic and restrictive cardiomyopathy. So that is what the McNeil kiddos Good have. to know. Um, um, and then for rounds, we have, um, I think we're just going to talk about the first episode as kind of one round. Um, we have Christina's two possible life paths, one where she marries Owen, and then the other, um, she doesn't, but she kind of stays with him. Then we have the spread of the flu virus in the hospital. Um, we have the McNeil children. Um, they're all getting sick, and their names are Ivy, Frankie, and Link, and they kind of this continues past this episode, so we're going to talk a bit about them. Then we have Richard and how he encourages doctors to, like, push through and be sick, but, like, get your shit done. And then we have um, Derek missing his big speech and Meredith stepping in for him. And then Alex visiting a private practice and kind of struggling with his bills and student loans. Yeah. So, first notes. Katie, why don't you go first? Um, my first note is the black mamba. I love how confident she is in the OR. Yes. Oh, yes. She's like all dancing, you know, excited about the scary thing. Yeah. Uh, my first note is, oh, is this the flashback episode? And then after oh, that know. was Christina just repaired the mamba against all odds. <laughs> <laughs> the black, is it, didn't they call, do you guys remember on Jackass? I think it was on Jackass or the one, what's with the brothers um, that we always talk about? Bam, Viva La Bam. Yeah. Where they would have like a sock that had like a black sock on and they would with a shaver and then they would just like go up and shave someone's yeah. head. I think that was also called the Black Mom. That could be. Remember um, when we went down that path after recording one night and watched like Don Vito and stuff? Yeah. Um, my first note is that Christina really got the full wrap-up unlike any other character. Like, yeah. this whole episode is only about her. Yeah. It's just really wild now that, like, we're so far into the show and so many main characters have left, how their send-offs have been, like... I guess Alex got one whole episode, but I feel like Christina got a season. I would agree. Well, and I feel like, too, it's them trying to, like explain to us why really she had to leave guys like we couldn't have her stay here yes because her story just doesn't work she'd be sad or right. someone would be sad 
And I think this is the first time, because I'm, like, watching it, trying to, like, you know, dissect this show, that I realized that, like, like this was such a genius episode because everyone who said, like, she could just be with Owen and they could, like, not have kids or, you know, maybe she'd want kids. Like, it, sh- it like, cancels out any possible theory. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, either way. And, I mean, we'll talk about the whole episode, but, like, my very... You can hit Marge. She's making <laughs> a lot of noise. <laughs> um, like... I don't really know where my note is, but like pretty much the at the very end of the episode, I was just like, this episode makes me so sad because everyone loses. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're both sad. At, right. You know, in either storyline, someone ends up being sad. And other than her leaving, which wasn't explored, because that's right, how, right. I'm just right. saying in these two storylines, yes. yes. and so it's like, oh man, yeah, like they can't be like their two outcomes. Like, them giving up the thing that they want, like, neither of them. It just won't work. And I just, I don't know, I just really appreciated this episode. And I really wish every character that left the show, they could do something of, like, like, I would have loved to see a more extended, like, you know, why Callie in Arizona? Like, I don't know. I just, Mm -hmm. instead of such, like, abrupt things. Yeah. So maybe we should just kind of talk about the storyline. So Christina has this patient, um... Jason. Jason. And she fixes the black mamba, and then Derek comes in for a consult, and he has um, crushed C3 and C4. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And so pretty much is like he is going to be paralyzed, um, probably like quadriplegic, and he is going to be— Yeah, and he's going to be on a ventilator. He's not going to be able to breathe for himself. And so it's kind of this feeling of like, shit, I did one of the hardest repairs, and now this man, like, what's his quality of life going to be like? So— she ends up telling the wife, and the wife is like, he doesn't want to live this way. You need to wake him up. And so they do two different storylines of mm-hmm. whether he says he wants the vent removed or he doesn't want the vent removed. Um, <clears throat> when he says that he does want the vent removed, we go into the storyline of Christina choosing to be with Owen. So maybe we talk about that storyline first. Yeah, um, he... I love too. It, the wife says, "I know him. I know everything about him. Mm. I know everything he thinks." And that was when Christina. It was like showing that when Christina sees Owen. Yeah. So I feel like that was just like a little, you know, thing. So um, also, there's a part too before this like re- alternate reality begins, where Alex is talking about Joe to Meredith, and he says, "We just keep doing what we're doing for the next twenty years, and that's it." Like because he wants to get married, and Joe, <clears throat> you know, yeah. doesn't and. I just thought it was really, um, there was like lots of little, you know, like foreshadowy things. Yeah. It was really emotional before Christina kind of asked the question to Jason if he wants the vent removed. She looks at the wife, I can't remember the wife's name, and she says, do you know who this is? And you can tell that Jason does know who it is. Mm -hmm. He can't speak. And it's like, it's very complicated and it's, it's obviously hitting Christina very hard, too. Like, this is a really difficult patient for her. Um, so, anyway, do you have any... Katie, before we start talking about the first storyline, do you have any any notes or anything about Jason? Oh, my gosh. This is just so, so sad. Like, that... Seeing this episode, like, made me talk to my husband and be like, what would you want me to do if you were <laughs> yeah. paralyzed? Because I'm a worrier, so I need to know now, right. you know, like, what would happen... But yeah, just imagining like finding out that not only was your husband in a car accident, but he's in a situation you know he he wouldn't want to live through. 
It's just really sad. Yeah, it's like it's one thing. It's it's like even the, like just the fact that he can't breathe on his own. I mm-hmm. feel like that's another level of it being even harder. Um, I thought it was a really cool way too of them still being like a medical show by like lining up these storylines of Christina with alternate storylines for this patient. So it wasn't like just a Christina storyline, you know? Yeah. Um, but the I thought it was interesting that so it says that's from the, it says for the first time. Do you know who you are? Do you know what's happened to you? Do you want to live this way? Yeah. Um, which now I'm going to be asking myself that question. I know before I get my mail in the morning, before I do anything. Um, and um, so in the first reality, she she the the guy chose. I thought he chose. Not, he chose to take the vent out. Oh, to take it out. Yes. So yeah. He was going to die, and um, and then immediately she sees Owen waiting for the elevator. She runs up to him and she says. You and I are throwing so much away. We should be together. You are the love of my life, and it is stupid for us to keep pretending. I love you. I want to be with you forever. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And I feel, and then it goes like, ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Um, But I feel like, too, it's crazy because, like, everything she's saying, like, I do believe in both realities, she feels. Like, she does love him and Mm -hmm. wants to be with him. So then it shows them um, getting a house, which looks dope. Yeah. They have a lot of money combined. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of sex in all of the rooms. They christen all of the rooms. Which also, too, I'm like, who does Come that? on, Grace yeah. Anatomy. I'm like, <laughs> no one does that. I'm going to tell you, when John and I bought this house, we did not christen every single room. You have room. a lot of rooms in this house. It's a really big house. So that... She didn't know if he would make it through the guest bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's yeah. like... I wonder how many... Like, he must be taking some sort of... Like a pill to help him. That's, That's a lot of sex in a row. That, yeah. And it was in one night. I mean, good <laughs> yeah. for that. You know, maybe I'm just jealous. <laughs> That's what um, it is. And I love the storyline, too, of that. They get a dog. And oh, I loved that. Yes. And because first it's like too big for just the two of them. Of course, Owen wants these like very good, like, like pedicured, like, yes, the curly one. And she says something about how, like, if that's how big it is, it's shit. So it'll shit half my weight in a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love that she wants the rodent dog. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love too how Owen is like, that's not a dog. Like, what is that? And she's like, can you let this out? Like, she doesn't even say like this dog. <laughs> um, and his name is Mrs. Rodriguez. Which is, which it's is a, so great. And it's a boy. Yeah, which yeah. I love too, which its <laughs> name is. And then she's like, they're like, you named your dog Mrs. Rodriguez. And she was like, when you meet him, you will understand. <laughs> Which is great. um, There's that whole scene, too, where, like, her and Mare are sort of relating to each other because Christina's talking about Mrs. Rodriguez. Like, it is her her child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That great moment, too, when, like, the operating room is happening and Owen's like, Mrs. Rodriguez can't wait. And, like, everyone (laughs) thinks it's a patient. Yeah. Um, But it's really their little tiny dog. Okay, I have a question for you, too. So, like, in these both realities, like, I get that it was kind of, like, whatever at the end with Jackson's hand. She was like, oh, watch your hand. Why did it have to be such a dramatic storyline that, like, he that one thing just barely smushed his hand and he couldn't operate for years? That was so bizarre. <laughs> Why did Christina's life affect Jackson's in that way? So that was so dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was so Do upset. you know who you are, Christina? You could save Jackson's <laughs> life if you just chose not to be with Owen. 
Um, Why did Jackson have to suffer? I don't know, but I I thought it was random too. I mean, I have notes like, wait, what? Jackson can't go back in the OR. He's being like yelled at by the board, like, get out of here. You'll never operate again. At first I thought they were talking to Derek, like his hand still wasn't okay. And then I was like, that's Jackson. It's Jackson. I think I like missed the part too when his hand got smashed or it was such a small moment that I didn't (laughs) think it didn't matter. It could possibly have affected his career. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So after that, um, Owen decides to, in this board meeting about Jackson, um, we find out, tell everyone that he's taking a job in Germany and he's going to work with Teddy. I love that they tied Teddy in there. Yeah. um, Running the military trauma department. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting because it's like they're having the same conversation they've always had. Like Christina's like, I'm not doing this. And Owen's like, why don't you bend on anything. I never get anything I want. And she's like, we have a life here. We have a home here. And it was just like, this is the same argument Mm -hmm. they always have. And that argument, I think, is what in this storyline, in this world, leads Christina to choosing to have a child for him. Right. Because she wouldn't let him have the career. I know it's a little fruit fly. Wouldn't let him have the career. Were you, what did you think about the whole part with Owen's career, Katie? Um, I thought he was being so manipulative. The idea that like, I, I quoted something he said, he said, the idea that my career or any of my wishes is presented as some kind of crime against humanity is so crazy to me that he would say something like that because it's just not like at least the way I fight where I'm like you never ever think anything I want is like valid it's just it's hard when you use words like <laughs> always never yeah like yeah. those <coughs> I wow, feel like good job a... you're gonna be a great therapist <clears throat> thank you but I feel like <laughs> in in an argument you can't you shouldn't use those words like I feel like a lot of the time I don't have space to do what I want for my career would be better than like, you never let me do what I want. Yeah. Well, it's so uncompromising. Like there's got to be a middle ground. Like, why don't you guys just like work separately and live apart for a while? You know, like try to find a compromise. Don't just be like, we're doing this or you hate me clearly, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And there, because there are so many people who move and have jobs in different countries or states like let's do part-time somewhere or I come visit you for a while but it's like neither of them want to budge on anything which I think is very true to like the actual reality like real life not in this alternate timeline Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting to see Christina then shift her priorities and what she wants for her life and how that ultimately I think becomes the demise of her yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. I never thought about it as like she didn't let him have that and then like she gave him like a child. That was like I didn't I don't know why I didn't put that together, but that's really that's really interesting and she also I think it was him that said, sorry, I have like a hiccup that said the terms at which we are together is that your dreams die. Or no. The terms at which we are together is that your dreams die. I think he meant is my dreams die. Like he's like if we're together, then my, all of my dreams have to die. And it's just like, if he feels that way about this, he feels that way about like so many things. Yeah. And I think that's why she like is stares at him and like decides to have his child. Yeah. You Dude, know, that's okay. Can we talk about her? First of all, like scenes with her being pregnant and having a child. It felt so out of character. Yeah, one of my notes is Yang is pregnant now. And then I said, she looks really weird pregnant. And I don't mean that in like, in like a, a, a bad way. I just like 
for her character, it feels very out of place for her to have a pregnant belly. Yeah, it was, yeah, it just felt like it It was just, we know her, like, core, and that's not who she is. And when she says it's a mistake. Ugh. That was so hard to watch. Right, because yeah. aren't you probably, I mean, I've never had a kid. I feel like you're at your most vulnerable in that moment. Like, what comes out of your mouth probably isn't going to be, like, not true, you yeah. know? And, like, that feeling. And I love that Owen, like, kind of looks super scared at Meredith. And Meredith's like, everyone says that. Like, in the <laughs> middle of labor, you know? Like, yeah. just brush over that one. <laughs> but, like, Mare kind of knows, too, like, mm-hmm. this isn't good. And she says, I screwed up, Mare. I really screwed up. Yeah, like, like right Before af- the baby gets handed to her. Yeah, right after she gets birth. And you can see, like, Owen's, like, looking at the child and is super excited. And she doesn't know... She, what to do, almost. I feel like, too, like, something slightly changes for her when she's handed the baby, because I do believe, like she said to Owen, like, in seasons ago, that she's like, if I had one, obviously I would love it. Like, she's like, I'm not a monster. So I think, like, that reaction she has to the baby is also super true. Like, she is crying and happy out of these emotions, but that, like, I screwed up feeling is also there at the same time. Yeah, um, well, I, I think a big part of it, too, is like a long time ago, she said to Owen, like, Burke took pieces of me. I can't mm-hmm. let you or anyone else take pieces of me because I love you more. And this is like the path where she's letting pieces of herself go. Damn, and she's Katie. so different because she's not really Christina. That's right. so true. Right. That's so true. Um, and she, yeah. Because this is a piece of her that she was unwilling to budge on. Yep. And, yep. And, we're, and I really appreciate that, like, we get to see it played out then. Because I feel like as a viewer, like in previous episodes where she's like screams at Owen because like, I don't want one. Like, I don't want to have a child. I think we're all on Christina's side, but it's it's nice as a viewer to be able to be like, oh, actually, no, this is not the right path for her. Right, right. Especially like when you see her with Mare's kids, you're like, oh my gosh, she like loves kids. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't that work? Like, it's, I just really appreciated this episode. And then two, so then she has the child. It's a boy. His name, well, I'll, I won't spoil the notes and trivia. There's a good little oh, notes okay. and trivia there. Um, But she has the kid and then she's like back into work and like doing things and whatever. And she's, uh, the the baby, I think his name is Theo, um, okay. falls and gets, like, cut. And she's, like, stressed and dealing with that. Wait, what? hold on. There's one scene right before oh, yeah. where the baby, where Theo or whatever his name is, is crying in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. And she's just, and Owen wakes up and she's like, I got it. And she just stares at him for a really long time before picking him up. And you can just sense, like, I mean, I'm sure everyone with a newborn yeah. is very tired or whatever, but there's just, like, a slight disconnect almost, I yeah. feel like. And then it goes into the scene where... Yeah, it, it, that you're right. That scene was, yeah. At first I was like, wow, that's very nice of her to let him sleep. I'd yeah. be like, yes, come. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she is like flustered with, because the, they don't, at the park, like she looked away, he fell, cut his head. And she's like, we're never going to the park again. And they should have sand. And then Shane comes in and they're working on her trial and she passes off this one patient to Shane mm-hmm. because she can't, she's like, I'm, I'm busy with this. Like, you've got this, whatever. Um, and that's she uh, passes off a full phase, phase three. Okay, that's what it, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's that patient to Jasper, I think, because they refer to it in the Harper Avery thing. Um, and then she's pregnant again. Mm-hmm. She's talking to Mare. I, I do like her short haircut. Super cute. <laughs> yeah, very cute. <laughs> yeah. They're talking about boys and kids, and it's just weird to see them having that conversation. And then she says she's so tired all the time, and 
she feels like she's sleepwalking all the time. And Mara's kind of like, well, you're getting into like your second trimester. Like you should start getting your energy back. And it's like, that's not what she's talking about. Yeah. It's just her life. They're like at a, there's like a bounce house and she looks at Owen and she's like, look how happy he is. And he is, he's like in the bounce house with the kid. Yeah. Um, Also little kid birthday parties look really tiring. Yeah. (laughs) All little kid things look really tiring to me. Um. Do you have any kids, Katie? I do not. Okay. So we're all in the boat of birthday yeah. parties look really tiring. Yeah. I mean, my yeah. own birthday party seems tiring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 2020 is tiring. Yeah. Um. So then they're getting ready to go to the Harper Avery Awards, and she's not dressed yet. And Mary in. And very Star Trek scrubs, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The new, also the cell phones yeah. that they thought that they would have in the future are so clear. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I but was, they're not any thinner, which is <laughs> funny to me. Like, you know how like our iPhones have gotten thinner and thinner. It's the same thickness, but just clear. Yeah, they've they got that part wrong about the future. Yeah, but I bet that was cutting edge filming technology. But in uh, what's that show? Shoot, uh, the one where it's like future things. Come on, it's on Netflix. There was the one where you could interact with it. Black oh, Mirror. Black Mirror. Their cell phones are clear in Black Mirror, That's too. That's true. So maybe they have that. Maybe it's going to be like that in the future. Maybe someone has gone to the future. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, probably. She's time traveling. Um, so they're getting ready to go to the Harper Avery Awards. I thought it was for her. I did not realize that she's presenting oh, for Shane. Didn't. I just forgot how that went. Also, Shane looks so much older with glasses. Yeah. Sorry, my butt is sweaty. I have to oh, readjust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry for all the tapping on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shane gets the award, and that scene of Christina silently sobbing in the bathroom is the saddest thing ever. And then in the background, hearing again, do you know who you are? Do you know what's happened to you? Do you want to live this way? Um, go ahead. And something Katie. I want to point out too is that the the kid that Ross has stand up, and that like everyone's like all like, wow, what a great success story, is the same one that Christina like passed off the thing right. to him like the same time yeah. like she gave him that award with her yeah it was sad <laughs> yeah Jasper, she, gave, that, yeah, she yeah. gave him that opportunity because if and then, she couldn't take it at that time she was yeah and so and you can just see that like christina feels like she wanted that award for herself she yes. wanted that life and instead was having to present it to a student of hers and it was really really sad to watch her falling apart and Meredith on the other side, you know, trying to be supportive, but like, yeah, I mean, she's in total meltdown hysterics mode. So <laughs> where's that sneeze? I've been Bless waiting for you. Uh, I said GGBs. I had major GGBs in that because yeah. it was silent oh, too. Yeah. Just like, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it kind of like warps back and we get the scene. We get, we are back with Jason yes. in, in the beginning with Christina looking at him and asking what he wants to do with the trach tube. And um, this time, Jason... Well, first of all, actually, pause. What do you guys have? Any other, like, thoughts or things about that previous timeline? Like, if she had said to Owen, I love you, we're going to be together and get married. Well, one thing, too, is, like, the thing with the dog is, like, a lot of people say, like, getting a dog is, like, the step before having a baby, right? So it's interesting that it's in that timeline that they mm-hmm. do get a dog and then end up having the babies. Yeah. And that the dog got mad when they were fighting. I thought that was very cute. 
Oh, yeah. And oh, it, yeah. And Christina's like, the dog doesn't listen to you because you have bad ideas. <laughs> and then she can get it to, like, be Calm quiet. Down. And yeah. he, he even knows that. He's like, tell the damn dog to, like, be quiet. Right, right. Um, it reminded me, too, of, like, the dog that Mare got. You know, like, Mare got yeah, that, like, dog. yep. Yeah. Like, just, like, kind of scruffy looking, you know, not perfect dog. Yeah. I think just, like, the ultimate overarching theme of that whole storyline is like Christina compromised part of parts of herself kind of like you said Katie like took pieces away from herself and at the end it devastated her yes uh huh yeah. owen was happy but she was devastated yeah um so then this next time jason chooses to live yes and not remove the trach and Christina walks away or from yeah from that interaction being like, I just changed a life. She has this whole speech. I only got the part where she says, I just changed a life today and it feels incredible. Yeah. Um, she says she achieved, achieved the impossible today. Yes. That was part of it too. Um, and she sees Owen by the elevator. And, and she wants to celebrate. Yep. She wants to celebrate Sex tonight. Sex in the trailer. <laughs> naked <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. Yes, naked <laughs> celebrating. Um, and when they're in the trailer, she says, are you okay with this? And he's like, absolutely, whatever. And she goes, us just being us. Um, and Owen says again, like, I, and she goes, you know, like, and he, us being us. And he says, I know I'm good. I am. Mm-hmm. So he admits, he says, I'm good with that. Like, I will be okay. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah. He's not. He's not. Um, I said, Jackson got screwed in both of these situations. Yeah. yeah so Jackson's <laughs> hand gets messed up again. For of no course. reason. Um, that's a weird ass storyline. Um, and then it starts to go downhill, I feel like, pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, Christina, um, like, Owen wants more. And at one point, Christina tells Owen to get more from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kind of talk again about how people who want kids don't just stop wanting them. Um, I have a note that I said, sometimes I feel like Christina. Oh, that's sad. I know. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> but something when in did, that. When did you watch these? I, um, <laughs> the other night, I think just about the kids thing, you know, yeah, like, yeah. sometimes, like, it just seems complicated, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not planning on having kids. Yeah. So it's I feel such a, for Christina. Yeah. And it's such a pressure thing. Like, the, yeah. the world, like, yeah. puts pressure on that. And, like, relationships and stuff. And so, anyway, um, then Jason is walking in a suit. Okay, wait, let's... <laughs> First of all, <laughs> this is a lot. Um, so the, where is what I'm saying? I just wanted to say that I think it's Owen that says, I can't give you more than what, or no, Christina says, I can't give you more than what I'm already giving. Right. So in this situation, she isn't giving a part of herself. Like she is holding on to that. Right. Which I and, just think is important. And, and that's where she tells him to get it somewhere else. Yes. Yep. Um, and then, uh, so I thought it was interesting that Jason, the patient, ends up seeing Derek and Callie, meaning that, like, they're working on—it's, like, the brain mapping thing. Mm-hmm. That walking suit—like, I'm sorry. If that's how I have to walk, that seems not worth it. <laughs> it looked so painful, so horrible. So uncomfortable. So, like, not real. Um and it's really sad because that in this situation, that couple is so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Like, he clearly is just not, like, I feel like maybe regretting his choice, which the, the, we find out from the wife that he did say that if, the only reason he said yes is because he was looking at her mm-hmm. and, like, couldn't say no in front of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
he just like falls and it's horrible. I thought it was so weird they wouldn't have someone standing on either side of him. Like, why was she just on that one side? Walking for the first time, Jason. You, you got, got it. it. You got it, man. Like, Such when trust. He, when, yeah, when he, Such trust. When he falls, I feel like it's like a cartoon, like screws go loose. Like, yeah. like, like pieces, you know what I mean? Like the suit. That was yeah. probably like the most expensive it's suit. It's like, a, you know, like where the hubcap comes off and like yeah, rolls. Yeah, it just that. rolls around. That's, yeah. Exactly what happened. His hubcap came off. When I was in college, I was driving my Volkswagen Bug and it was winter. And you know how if you don't fully wipe off the windshield and you're driving into the sun, it's like, oh, cool. I can't see anything. Yeah. I was doing that because I was in college and I was too lazy. And I was driving into the sunlight, hit a curb, which (laughs) that car rode very low to the ground. (laughs) Totally like, I I mean, it was like a couple grand worth of damage, like underneath the car. But the best part is when I got out, my whole tire was flat. Everything was messed up. The hubcap was like a block away. Like it had gone flying like a disc, like shooting through the air. And all I can think about is what if that had hit a a child, a student walking to class? Like that was like a UFO shooting through campus. Um, But anyways, that my car campus. Yeah, it was right on campus. So embarrassed. Oh yeah, but the only thing was it was like six thirty in the morning, so not that many people. But um, I just remember like that visual you just said where the hubcap rolls. Clearly, that's what happened to my car. And then I hung the hubcap in my college room because that's what you do in college oh, as yeah. a decor. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think I just recently threw it away. The hubcap. Did you get a new car or did you get it fixed? Oh, uh, I got a new hubcap. No, I mean... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you got the I car think fixed. the car got fixed. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to like, you My didn't total bug. it. I did not total it. It ended up dying someday though. Yeah. Just picture me tooling around in a green Volkswagen bug. Abby like, and I used to ride around in it together and listen to Shonda Paul. Sean Paul. <laughs> it was the worst car, Katie, because you couldn't go anywhere anonymously. Like in my small <laughs> town, like everyone was like, oh, I saw you were at uh, the gynecologist. Saw your car parked out there. Or like. <laughs> Lime green bug. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. there was only two in town and I was one of them. Yeah. So, anyways, sorry. Off. What a weird choice of a car for your first car. My mom wanted one, and so she got it, like, so that, like, I could use it, but she, but she never used it. Oh. Yeah, it was weird. I think once when I was little, I said I liked those, <laughs> and I was like, when I had it, I was like, oh, why? Was there a deal on butt? Like, <laughs> I, I really didn't want a lime green Did you, car. Do you think you'll ever get one again? No, but I will say it was, it drove really well, and I oh. did, it smelled like crayons. It did smell like crayons. Yeah, it's the plastic. And it had the little, like, um, flower, flower face. Yeah. yeah. No, it was very, Jake hated when he had to drive it. Like, when I would <laughs> I would visit him on like campus and like my car was newer than his. And so it drove better. And so sometimes he would take the flowers out. Yeah. I was like, come on, masculinity. You can oh, do seriously. this. Seriously. Um, anyways. Wow. Sorry. Whoa. What, a, what a tangent. Does anyone else have an interesting first car? <laughs> Jimmy, the GMC. Um, would you have Katie? My interesting. Well, it's not interesting. My first car I'd still have is a, is a, random white Dodge. So it's not really conspicuous, but my mom's car, which was the first car that I drove around in, um, she had what she called the duck mobile. Cause you know, the college football here with the U of O. Oh um, yeah. She's a big fan. And so it was covered in little webbed feet magnets and stickers. <laughs> and <laughs> you also were very noticeable. In that car, oh so. no. That's incredible. My so parent- now I don't have any stickers on my car. I don't, I don't want to. Cause you, you were <laughs> 
You refuse. My parents, when I was in middle school, had one of those really big conversion vans, and I was so embarrassed to be dropped off places. In like it. the kind that looked like they stole a child in. Yeah. Like it's like a church van. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> and it was very. We had a lot of kids in our yeah. family. <laughs> oh my god. Um, wait. The that's so funny. That like all the stickers, and now you don't have one. I had. There's a, people in Michigan get the Great Lakes stickers where it's like, it's not actually Michigan. It's just the shape of all the lakes around it. And I got one of those. They were like very cool for a while. Put it on my car. My new, like I got this Kia. And my my mom, I think it was, was like looking at my car. It was in her driveway. And she thought it was like a leftover sticker from someone else. So she peeled it off. And, <laughs> and I like just bought it because it, it looked kind of weird, you know? And I was like, mom, she's like, oh, I got that old sticker off your car. I was like, I just <laughs> put that on there. Anyways, stickers, cars. Anywho. Anywho. Okay, so I'm sorry. I went all. So... Oh, because Jason fell. Right. <laughs> 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 um, also, stickers on cars. Yes. Yeah, yes. hubcaps. Yeah. Um, so. Also, that wife makes out with Owen. Yeah, that because, was. Because she says to him, all I wanted was kids and now I'll never have them, which I feel like is the beginning of Owen's downfall. Yeah. And well, so, in his face when she was like, I wanted a child. He's yes. like, oh, me, me too. too. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know... They don't ever get a home together, too. Well, and also, like, Owen, um, like, asks Christina to, like, come and kind of, like, be with the wife because she was the one who was there. But she's, like, it's not her patient anymore. Right. But I feel like a doctor would be like, okay, like, I'll come talk to this patient. Or, like, Dr. Bailey would yeah. do that. But Christina's like, I don't have time to hold hands right now. Like, I'm super busy on my trial. So I think yes. that kind of is upsetting to Owen, too, to see, like... Christina doesn't have, like, any empathy for this patient. Right. And his wife, so. When really, it's, like, it's that extra push on her trial, which gets her the Harper Avery. Like, right. it's, like, it's so, they did a really good job with this one. Um, also, but, Dr. Bailey has a TV show. Yes, love that part <laughs> that of the line. That was so cute. Yeah. I would love her to have, like, a segment every morning. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, she would be a great TV host. Yes, she'd be great. And yeah. so when, after that, that patient thing, he brings up, he's wasted at a bar with, mm -hmm. and at, at Joe's and he brings up that he wants more. And he says, I don't have a home. I have a trailer and you have a room at Karev's house. Cause she's like, let's go home. Yeah. Um, he's drinking. And then uh, it's just like sad because you know that this is the beginning of that. Like he said he was okay with it, but clearly he's not. Um, and then there's another scene with her and Mayor in bed, in bed together and she's crying because they broke up again. And I felt like Mare was, like, understanding through all of this, but I can also imagine that this is, like, years later that that would get old. Yeah, and it's almost like Christina says she needs help, and it's almost like she's a she's addicted yeah, to Owen. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and it's just really sad. Also, Meredith and Derek adopt again in this yeah, storyline, uh -huh. which I think is nice. I love that she's like, we're outnumbered. If they choose to mutiny, <laughs> we won't win. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah, Bailey's television show. Owen's going off the deep end. Christina gets a haircut in both scenarios. Just mm -hmm. needed to note that. Um, Jackson still can't operate. Yeah. And this was so sad was when Owen comes in, he tried to come in for a shift. And, and Stephanie, I think it is, puts him in like a room and he only wanted to talk to Christina and he's wasted. And he like tries proposing to her. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it reminds me of like, um, God, I keep going on tangents. It's a Wonderful Life. You both have seen the movie, perhaps? Yeah. Brie hasn't. I haven't. Okay. It's a bad. I it's okay. Don't Kate. announce that on the podcast. Sorry. Katie, you know, <laughs> you know when um like the guy, the um pharmacist who he saved from accidentally like giving the wrong pills to that family in the beginning? Mm, no. 
know. I don't okay. remember. Well, he saves this guy. He like <laughs> makes this guy. He stops this guy from making a very bad choice. And in the alternate reality, he's like a drunk and like kind of. And that just reminded me of that, like how you when you're just desperately unhappy and like that's just Owens. It really breaks my heart. I thought that Kevin McKidd did an incredible oh, yeah. job acting in that scene he's where he's so begging Christina to marry him. And she's just like, and because they're not together anymore. Like, no. they're not sleeping together. And he's, like, trying to, like, hold her. Like, and so she yeah. kind of, like, holds him. And it's so dark. Ugh, it's really sad. Also, in the next scene, Christina has a shitload of dark hair, or dark hair, gray hair, mm-hmm. which I laughed because I was like, is this because this timeline goes longer or because she's really stressed out yeah, from I'm her not trial? Sure. I did not know which was which. Yeah. But I loved that look on her. And yeah, it looked great. Yeah. And I thought she was getting married, which I think that they like. Because she's in the white in dress. In a white dress, which they make you think that. And, and Owen, I kept thinking Owen isn't showing, like, she finally decided to Owen or marry Owen and he's not showing up. And he's at the hospital and he is making mistakes. Mm-hmm. That one girl is allergic, her mom is allergic to iodine and he doesn't run a test on the daughter. Um, and then Shane shows up, which I was like, wait, she's marrying Shane? <laughs> I had no, I was very confused for a second. Um, and, but no, he is announcing her for the Harper Avery. She won four years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote fourth Harper Avery Award. Suck it, Burke. <laughs> that's the best note ever yes suck it Burke. if we still oh named God. our episodes yeah we suck, suck it Burke. that is really good um and then as like christina is winning her award oh like owen is losing his job like yes. people don't trust him um and they bring april in and she's like he's my mentor but like no i don't trust him and it's like, really sad when yeah she has to say that and arizona's like i've had it like everyone's just kind of like we need an emergency board meeting so emergent that like meredith shows back up yeah for she it. leaves the awards yeah and um yeah and they decide to fire owen and though this is my note i said this episode makes me so sad because either way someone loses so like in this um timeline Owen does like Owen loses his job and mm-hmm. his um, friends and because he couldn't stay like he would always want to be with Christina so he'd never give himself another chance to be with someone else mm-hmm. it even like shows with Emma now the Emma storyline even makes even more sense because there's no way with Christina still around that he could move on yeah exactly he's really not good at moving on anyways because then he ends up with Teddy like it's yeah just- <laughs> yeah but. So then we like cycle back to the to Jason again. And this time around, Jason wants the vent removed. Mm-hmm. And Christina comes out and stops Jackson from getting his hands. Thank smashed. God. <laughs> That's and, how you know it's the right. It's yeah, the right, it's right. the real timeline. And Owen, she sees Owen again and she's about to go say something. And instead, Meredith comes up and asks her. And she still almost stops Meredith's like, I can help you in a second. But Owen's already getting onto the elevator. And so she doesn't go run up to him and say the thing. So question, do you? what do you think she was going to say? Do you think because Jason got the vent removed that she was going to go the route of telling, saying that she loved him? I think so. What do you yeah. think, Katie? I think so, too. It, yeah, probably. I love that we don't get to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's that moment. But it just, it shows you that either way, it wouldn't have worked. Right, which is a genius episode. Yeah. I, like, forgot how this one 
Like, I remember there being a weird episode where you see alternate things, but I guess I was, I never like tried to deep dive it, you know? Yeah. And it's, I think it's really beautifully done and yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I don't have any other notes on that episode. Katie, now is the time if you do. Um, I think the only other thing I have is that this is the, like, there was one fight that Owen and Christina had where he was like, will you stop and think about having a kid? And this is like her actually stopping and like imagining what it would be like to have kids, like really letting herself see that and that it would be bad. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. how much she loves him that she was like willing to consider doing that, even though she already knew like in her core, that's such a bad idea for her and any babies that would happen Yeah, for her to be a mama. But it yeah, so it was just really cool that she was willing to do that and then willing to realize that that wasn't a good idea still. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally. I just think it was such a, now I feel a little bit more prepared that like Christina couldn't have stayed. Unless Owen yeah. left. They could have had Owen leave. That's true. God yeah, why did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so there's, I feel like the second episode, first of all, funny to watch, not funny, but during a pandemic, because yes. I was like, I just feel dirty watching this episode. All the coughing and the sneezing yeah. and the, I was like, bah! <laughs> like it felt when very- When Arizona's touching things and it's showing you. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah that was- that was like too much for me. Yeah. Um, very triggering. I also felt like it was like slightly a filler episode because like yeah. nothing really furthered in the plot. No. Like I think the McNeil family will play a bigger role, but like, I don't know. So first of all, let's just, I'm going to talk about Richard really fast or no, like the spreading of, the, so there's, it's just the flu, like essentially this virus is coming through and I really did like Arizona being like, oh, I feel the sick. I feel like I'm like that. You know, when you go to bed one night and you're like, mm, my yeah, throat it's coming feels on. weird. Yep. Yeah. You just know, you take a thousand uh, viruses, viruses supplements. Yeah, yeah. Take a bunch of supplements and wake up the next day and you're like, yep, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> that did nothing. <laughs> that did my nothing. My super yellow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then, yeah. But, uh, so, so everyone, like Arizona feels the sick. I love how Richard says, doctors aren't sick, patients are sick. That's why there are doctors. That's the <laughs> stupidest, like, reasoning for yeah. something ever. And also, like, you look at Murphy, and she is fucking <laughs> sick. Yeah, the she makeup is, department did great. Oh, my God. She is yeah. struggling. And if I were Richard, I would be like, go the fuck home. Like, I, this is so <laughs> contagious. I don't want this from you. But instead, he's like, buck up and, like, Get to work. We don't get sick. I'm like, that is terrible. Yet he has one bubble gut and he's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's also that patient um, who they were like his con- d- disease or whatever they call bubble boy. Like he has a really c- immunocompromised. Yes. And um, that was just really sad too also. Yeah, that whole storyline. And he had that big infection on his head. Yeah, and- pandemic is just affecting me with this. Yeah. Um. I go, the mom of the daughter getting the heart transplant looks very familiar to me. Well, duh, the McNeils, I think, are in a few episodes. Yeah, like, that's they are. why she looks familiar to me. Okay, I have to say something. Yes. I don't like the mom and the dad. I feel like I remember watching this <laughs> when it was like first coming out, and I felt like their acting wasn't very great. That's a great, that's an okay take to have. Yeah, I was just like, oh no, it's this storyline. Cause I just remember being like, why is the acting so bad? So let's talk about them. Okay. So the the daughter needs a tra- heart transplant and she's getting one that day 
And then the sister comes in who was home with like, she was sick, ends up like having the same issue. And um, Christina and is able to like save both of them. Like we're like, they're going to be okay. But then it was just like a, I, I just feel like it reminded me also, I don't know why I was thinking of like Chernobyl. <laughs> Like when, well, because when Christina's like, we don't know what is causing this. Like, it's not viral. And I was like, Chernobyl, was there a nuclear explosion? It's the environment. It's It's the environment they're living in. Well, I don't remember what the answer is because it was so spooky when the little boy started coughing up. Oh, yeah, like and he's like, And he's like, I'm not sick. (gasps) I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said, Katie. I'm fine. Like, clearly you're not, dude. You're foaming. (laughs) So, not good. And then everyone, like, eyes each other, like the parents and the doctors. And then it's like... (laughs) Then it ends. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, Okay, sorry. I'm jumping... I just feel like we're just jumping around, but that's fine. They all... What do we want to keep talking about? Jackson gets sick. He gives up. He, like, doesn't want to give up, but he's horrible. Um... And he, and he won't let Ari- or April. I always do that. He won't let April take care of him, which is interesting. It shows like that they're not in a super vulnerable place in their marriage. Oh yeah, that like he she can't come in the room when he's puking. puking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that you have to show that to your your partner or spouse. Like, and not, not that that means anything about your re- relationship, you know. Um, but if you're like, don't come in. I don't know. Yeah. I guess if I was shitting and puking, I might not. There's Want. nothing you can do. Yeah, there's no... But at some point, I'm like, help me. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, it shows Callie go into Arizona when she's sitting by the toilet. Yeah. She's like, this is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it made me just be like, wow, I don't want to puke. Oh, I know. It's yeah. Lost. No, no. No, no. It's not great. Um, Murphy is trying to... Um, Murphy's on an IV. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's trying to push through. Um what else happens with Arizona feels the sick. She gets it. Derek ends up passing out. <laughs> yeah. Like just literally falling. <laughs> I love that Meredith lets him do it. Yeah. Also, he like does the surgery cause everyone else oh is God. out and in like a huge suit thing. That felt not okay. When he's like, I'm just going to take That's it. That's the slow. other thing. So with like COVID and stuff going on. And I felt like all of these doctors, like pushing doctors who were sick to like push through surgery. I was like, this isn't a good look. Like, if this is yeah. this contagious, like, why are they, like, opening up bodies and being like, I guess we'll just operate right now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, this is clearly a pre-COVID episode. Yeah. Um, he was in a bubble suit, Derek was, to be fair. Yeah. But also, I feel like his... Br- I would not want to be like, oh, my brain's going to be operated on by someone who has a fever <laughs> of 100 and something. Yeah. That's true, too. Um, um, I'm trying to see other notes on people being sick before we skip and move on to something else. Um, oh, well, okay, Shane, he starts, he thinks he's not feeling well. And this is where the swap monkey, like, they call each other that, like, yeah. comes in is because, um, I love that Stephanie says to him, drink some tea and be a man. <laughs> um, so she takes over watching all the babies in the with the conduits. Mm-hmm. And she's changing diapers and she's getting peed on. And... Shane just, he's like, well, I don't know. I don't want to get him sick. Like, this is Christina's whatever. And then it turns out he just, like, napped and still felt fine. And Which is um, totally me. I'm like, oh, I'm getting sick. I can feel it. And then I take a nap and I feel fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I was just tired, which I feel like is Shane. <laughs> um, and then he ends up, um, this is, like, for the next, what is it? I wrote it down. Two weeks? He is going to take all, of, oh, he says, all your weekend calls and I'm your swap monkey for two months. So I wonder if that's going to, like, play into something. 
It feels like a silly storyline. Yeah, like not I'm not sure. Have something I can't remember. There. I can't either. Um, um what else do we, we talk have? about? Mare and Derek real fast because we talk about Derek being sick. Yeah, so Derek has to give this speech about like this brain mapping thing to like all these really impressive doctors mm-hmm. and stuff. They're all flying in, and he has. Um, Perform the speech to Meredith, like, an, or at least Meredith has heard it like a million times. Oh, yeah, he's giving the speech to Baby Bailey. Oh, yeah. It's so <laughs> adorable. Really cute. Mare's like, please do not bore our child. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, I could give this speech, whatever, you know. And he's like, I gotta nail it, I gotta nail it. And then all these doctors come in, and he ends up just crashing mm-hmm. in the hallway and ends up in a bed and like the nurse comes in, and is like you can't like you're connected to an IV. You can't go anywhere. You're Sir. super you're <laughs> super dehydrated. And he's like, oh, but I gotta give a speech, and he can't go. And so Meredith comes in, and he's like, I lost, like I didn't do it. I I lost everyone's support or whatever. And Mare comes in with an iPad, and it's been videotaped that she gave her own version of the speech. What a great partner! Like how supportive. That was so nice. Yeah, I feel like, you know, she sold the brain mapping thing, but did it from the perspective of, like, I didn't support this at first because, I mean, we don't see the whole speech, but, like, as his wife, I didn't want him to, and, like, they just kind of cuddle in bed together and watch the speech. I think it's very sweet. Yeah. I, again, it's, like, another time, though, that Meredith, like, lays down her, like, she supports him. Yeah. In ways, I just think, way more than he he does. I feel her. like he might have done that for her, but like just the fact that she's been against this and yet she still did it. Yeah. Um, is really kind of her. Yeah. yeah and it worked. It really made me think about how much she's able to shine now that, you know, sadly he's dead. I am sad, but you know, like she gets to be such like a bad asshole on her own. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good point. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Alex. So, oh, right. So there is, and he calls him Dr. Butthole, yeah. which I wrote down, where is this? He goes by, he said he's been called Dr. Poop Shoot, Rear Deer, Sphincter <laughs> Fairy. There's like so many more. I kind of liked this dude. Like, yeah. I thought that he was like, I, he was like, I come in, I do this thing, makes big money. I go home, I unwind. Like, I have I a play virtual pra- golf. Virtual golf. He has a private practice. Um, he has pens with his name on it. Pens with his name on. And he's very, like, confident. And he's almost like a, he, I mean, I can see, like, why Karev liked him, I feel like. Like, he just was like, I don't know, just seemed like a, a good dude or whatever. He works with Arizona. It's like everything he does is magical. Like the patient is hugging him at the end and it's yeah. like, you changed my life. I love when he's like, that's the gold. That's the money right there. Um, <laughs> and so he asked Karev if he wants to go play golf and they're playing virtual golf in his incredible office, which he makes like some stupid privileged joke about how his house is actually better than his office. Mm-hmm. And... He basically says to Karev, like, you're built, you're, because what we find out is, what is it? Karev hasn't paid any of his medical school. Like, yeah, his student loans. Student loans, right. He was, like, deferred that, kept, like, pushing them off. Mm-hmm. And now it's- Which I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to join a private practice. That's not free. that surprising. <laughs> but it's like, he's been working for so long, I think he could have started paying that. Yeah. And that's why Joe is so frustrated. Yeah. Um, And he- I feel like it's so I don't know. He like basically tells Karev like that you could do this. Like here's a number, call this number. Well, no, he like invites him to join the practice. He's right. like, you could do a buy-in for like two hundred and fifty thousand, which you'll pay off, and it's this thing. And like, think about it. You, I think you'd be great in our practice. And so Karev 
tries to ask Arizona what she makes. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. that's not, I'm not going to give you that information, which I think kind of pushes Karev even more. Like, Towards it. Yeah, like you're not willing to talk about how much you make or whatever. And anyway, I, is it Karev who says back off Scrooge McDuck? Does he say that to Joe? Yeah, and she says, your face is Scrooge McDuck. Which is really funny. That <laughs> I love that line. Back off, Scrooge McDuck. Well, because well, she's holding all the money. Like, she's trying to get him to pay, which is, yeah. I just think of Scrooge McDuck diving into his vat of coins, coins yeah. which would hurt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely break your neck. Although maybe ducks yeah. can dive. Um, and I just love, to how Karev... It's that he, she says he would rather shove things out of sight and out of mind. And Joe sees that, which is so true. Like, that it's is... such a Karev thing. Yeah. And so she brings up, like, his dad. And she's like, there's no way you can tell me you don't feel better now that you've, like, a, like stood that problem face-to-face and gone past it. Um, and she says easy fixes are so satisfying. And I love how she has it all set up. So all he has to do is, like, sign the check and, like, yeah. she'll mail it. Um, I also, earlier on, when he, she, like, gives him all this... So I said, why is Alex throwing away his student loans and why do they look like checkbooks? Did you notice yeah. that? They were like, or like, <laughs> checkbooks. or like bank deposit slip books. They were like, I was like, that's not what that looks like. Um, I found it very How funny. would you know you've deferred yours? Maybe they do come it's as books. It's all online. No, I was like, what if they come as books? <laughs> oh yeah, like little books of like, to be fair, I have paid on I'm mine just for kidding. years. So I'm just kidding. Now I'm back in school. Perfect. So I don't have to pay them right now. There you go. Um, Katie, so, overall, what do you have about this about, episode? Yeah, tell us your thoughts on Karev. Um, I'm a big fan of Karev in general, and I can definitely relate to being like, I'm just going to deal with this at a later date, because um, right now it doesn't sound like a good time to deal with it. Right. Um, I don't like this whole storyline with him and going to the the private practice place and and being a fancy pants guy. So I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of of what's his name, but just because of that, like, he seemed like an okay guy. Yeah, it's it's weird. Would you have watched a spinoff of Alex Karev at a private practice? What if private practice was Alex Karev and Dr. Butthole? <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I, maybe, I maybe would have, but I probably wouldn't have liked it very much. Yeah, um, it... I, I feel like it's definitely not the right move for him, but I forgot that this was a whole thing that he, like, considers. And doesn't Arizona get really mad at him? Yeah, because it's like another time where he's like choosing to leave. Like before the plane, she got so mad because right. he was going to do something else that was also better for him, but like not for her. And she got all mad. Right. Um, so I'll see. I hope that that doesn't continue more than it. Do you think it goes till the finale? No, it's just going to be a few episodes, this little storyline. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, oh, we both said, um, at um, the same time. I like... I just felt like this was very much like, like you said, a filler, a filler episode. episode. There wasn't like a lot that really happened in it. What's crazy is we are so, so that was 1718. So 1920, is there 24 episodes? Yeah. So we're six, six episodes away from the finale. This is like when it's going to start. So I feel like maybe this is like just, I guess it's more of a setting the tone and setting these storylines into motion. So especially that family of the three kids, the family of the three kids, this Alex thing where him yeah. and Arizona are going to have a tiff. Derek the speech went well, so it's going to move forward in mm-hmm. the DC thing. Um, Richard has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. I wrote, <laughs> he says, I just laugh. I just love Richard sometimes for his comedic. He says, oh, or he goes, he goes, uh, oh, this is bad. 
I'm going home. <laughs> then he goes, oh God, <laughs> the last one. <laughs> um, and I guess what else is it setting up? Oh, oh, the other part was, so Joe, there's that guy who like had tetanus and whatever storyline and he couldn't, um, he ended up like fighting with with Joe and he broke his own fucking arm, which was oh, yeah. horrifying. But what I loved about it is that Joe gets to work with Callie in Ortho. <laughs> and Callie loves Joe. <laughs> yes, that was the sweetest. Like, I don't, clearly that doesn't play out because Joe's not an orthopedic. No, Joe does general. Right, but I really would have loved, do we have, who's our orthopedic now? Is it Link? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would have loved to see Joe be the new Callie, especially with her history of like, she's like, she's like, I sent one guy to the hospital and she's like, no, actually I sent three. Like, yeah. like I think that would have been <laughs> such a cool path for her to go down, mm-hmm. like breaking bones and shit. Yeah. She could have been yeah. a really good Callie replacement. It reminded me of the plastics posse when Mark yes. was so excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yeah. She's out the door and she's like, I just think she can make it. Like, yeah. I, I really like her. I'm just sad that that didn't play out because that would have been really fun to see. Yeah. I totally agree. Is Callie's next season her last? Who I don't think she leaves the scene. No, because no, because Penny comes in and is the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she, so Derek dies first. Yeah. And then, okay. So I think it's the following season. Okay. Wow, I Callie's on it a lot longer than I yeah. thought. Um, but Derek also leaves mid-season, so. She could leave by the end. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, because yeah, there's that big time gap after he dies. Right. It's right. like a billion years. It's like four years yeah. later. <laughs> the podcast goes started screaming like, this is when she leaves. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, we don't know. We haven't so, done this research. Yeah. <laughs> she shakes her head. You just shaked your head like a like an old woman. Like, like, don't we know. don't know, okay? <laughs> um, well, it's because I just read a review of our podcast that was like, Sometimes they don't know the episodes they're talking about. And I'm just like, well, yeah, because there's a thousand episodes. <laughs> and because we don't have a researcher sitting in the corner. Yeah. Who, and we don't go back and edit out the parts when we say we don't know. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I bet like a lot of those podcasts that like talk about shows edit all the stuff out where they're like, wait, who said that? Oh, like, yeah, wait, for what? sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, even like on the Gilmore guys, they'd be like, we're going to insert the correct answer right here. And yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then would it come in? Like they would say the correct answer then? Yeah, yeah. and they'd be like, yep, we knew it all along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kelly leaves season 12. So we're in season 10. So... Okay, so Derek the season next. after. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay. Do we have any, like, stray notes? Um, I, um, I really liked um, Bailey talking to April about, like, hey, if he doesn't want you to take care of him, like, just enjoy it. Ben's going to be like a crybaby when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to really be cute. like, give me some saltines. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think what Jake is. I think Jake is a take care of me person, but, like, he would want me to take care of him, but I don't. Yeah. Like, I'm not a good caretaker. John doesn't. But John rarely gets sick. Jake takes care of takes care of me very well when yeah. I'm sick. Like, treats me... Like, sometimes I think I should just be sick all the time. Yeah. Same with, like, John. I remember we had just started dating. Like, maybe we'd been on, like, two dates or something. Well, maybe a little bit. Well, maybe we've been dating, like, a couple weeks. And I got a really bad cold. and I But I had to go to work. And he showed up to work. And he had made me meatloaf and mashed potatoes because oh they're gosh. like my favorite comfort food and chicken noodle soup, all homemade. And I was like, what? 
Thank you. Think about how excited he probably was to do that. You know, like, oh my God, he showed up. I was so nervous. (laughs) Who needs flowers? No, I'd be like, get out of here. Who needs flowers when you get mashed potatoes? (laughs) And meatloaf. (laughs) You're so dainty. (laughs) I'm such a dainty lady. (laughs) What's your favorite meal? Meal, Meatloaf. (laughs) I like a loaf of meat. Thank you. I'll eat it all myself. That, oh man, yeah. I think if I'd have met Jake in my like late twenties, it would have been that way. But instead, we started dating when we were. I was nineteen, and we went to. I have a salad. No, we went worse. We went to the rendezvous, and I ordered a box of cereal. Remember all they those mini boxes? Yeah. I was like, oh wait, I just have a cereal. <laughs> he ate like eighteen pounds of breakfast food. I'm such an idiot. Uh, anyways, uh, all right. Do you have any other stray notes, Katie? Or is that <laughs> <laughs> sorry? Um. Well, I don't think so. I didn't have very many notes for this episode. Right, because what happened in it? It was yeah. weird. Oh, yeah. the one thing is the the Dr. Butthole guy said Alex's nickname is Boy Wonder. Oh. I thought that was odd. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Butthole and Boy Wonder. Private yeah, practice. What, a, what, a, what a TV show that would be. Oh, man. You had some good uh, takes on the Christina one, though. Yeah. Some good tiebacks. Yeah, I was glad that I got that one because yeah, it's you know. such a good one. Yeah, um, I like it better too than the like the what if episode that happened in like way earlier, where like Alex is a dork in April and oh yeah, like, and Mare and Alex are together. Yeah, that one was. I weird. just couldn't stand Meredith and Alex being together. It was just too awkward. Too the whole it didn't time. feel right. No. Yeah. Um, Should we do notes and trivia? Yeah, let's do it. Want to alternate? Sure. Okay. This episode's title originated from the song Do You Know, originally sung by Enrique Iglesias. What one is that? I don't know. I don't know that one. Do you know that one? <laughs> oh, that's good. Wait, oh hold God. on. Oh, Ants Marching. It's up on my <laughs> I've been listening to that album. Did we talk about that? Yeah, on the podcast. Oh, you don't listen to Spotify on your computer normally? Why, Wait. Why is... This is Do You Know by Enrique. I don't know it. I don't know it. That's probably why. I hope I didn't just mess up the microphone. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This episode scored 8.42 million viewers. This table read for the episode took place on January 22nd, 2014. Filming for the episode was scheduled from January 24th to February 6th, 2014. But both of the realities imagined by Christina span 15 years. Oh, interesting. Ah, um, the episode gives us a look at which specialties Joe, Stephanie, and Shane are likely to choose. Peds, trauma, and cardiothoracic, respectively. In the reality where Christina and Owen decide to get together and get a baby, they name their baby Theo. It's possible they named him after Teddy oh. Altman, whose full first name is Theodora. Interesting. Boom. In the reality where Christina chose not to stay with Owen, April is head of trauma surgery. Leah Murphy does not appear in the aired version of the episode, but she does appear in scenes that were cut out. This is the first episode to show the current residents, minus Leah, in navy blue scrubs. The reality in which Christina wins four Harper Avery Awards is invalid because it is presumed at the time the Harper Avery Foundation still partially owns Grace Sloan Memorial Hospital, making it impossible for anyone working there to win a Harper Avery. Blah, blah, blah. In a deleted scene, the residents come back after having taken their boards boards, and they all have passed. Their attendings congratulate them. Stephanie tells April she couldn't have done it without her, and they hug. Mm. Leah thanks Callie in Arizona for having put all their stuff behind them, for having seen her through the program. But since she's going to Mayo, she takes the opportunity to say she hates them both and tells (laughs) them to go to hell. Wait, I wish I want to see the scene. Yeah, as she goes inside, Joe says yes to Alex's marriage proposal with Christina 
commenting, it was about time. Shane tells Christina he turned down Stanford to stay at Grace Sloan to work on the Yang method with her. That's a beautiful deleted scene. Yeah. Would have loved to see that. Uh, for the next episode, this title originated from the song You Be Illin, originally sung by Run DMC. The episode scored 8.28 million viewers. The table read for this episode took place on February 3rd, 2014. And filming for this episode <laughs> was scheduled from February 5th to February 19th, 2014. Mo Irvin makes a guest appearance as Nurse Tyler Christian. He was last seen in, the, yeah. in Season 7 episode Golden Hour. That is the... First part of a multi-part patient story arc, the McNeil and Morris families, which continue the following episodes. This episode highlights Alex Karev's student loans, which are still outstanding as of this episode. Per his contract, when he negotiated his PED surgery fellowship, Alex's compensation included a loan repayment package. This is either a writing inconsistency or Alex has yet to utilize the package <laughs> to repay his loans. I'm going to guess the latter. Yeah. Where he was just like, oh, I haven't filled out the paperwork. Whatever. All right, Katie, who did you choose for the Catherine Fox Award? Um, I chose Christina because she got the Black Mamba. Yes. <laughs> yes, we chose her as well. <laughs> yeah, we both chose her. I said for realizing what she wants and knowing herself, but we don't actually know what she did. Yeah, but the I Black agree. Mamba is a good answer. Yeah, Black Mamba. <laughs> Despite my lack of... Well, actually, first, Katie, out of 10 scalpels, what do you rate these combined? I feel like the second one doesn't even count. Yeah. So. Um, I would say combined, I, I gave it an 8. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's great. I gave it a nine. So did I. The first one just was a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, but I think eight makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, because the second one, nothing happened. Yeah. Um, maybe not ready for a COVID episode. Yeah. No, and I was nervous the entire time that people were going to throw up. I hate watching people throw <laughs> up. And so I, I was just know. like, everyone's gagging. <laughs> yeah. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> On edge the whole time. Yes. Um, okay, so this is our favorite part. Um, boards, you get to let us know what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you're into. What do you want people to know? Okay, so I'm a big book person. I read all the time. My favorite yes. author, Sarah J. Mass, she has a series, A Court of Thorns and Roses, and it's amazing. The first one's like a little bit of a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, but it's with like humans and and fae, fairy people, and it's really beautifully written and everyone ever should read it. Is it Sarah and, J. Mass? M-A-S-S? Yeah, like M-A-A-S. Is oh, okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing. She has another series too that she started writing when she was like a teenager, Throne of Glass. It's also really good, but it's really long. It's like seven books and they're all large. I like love books. that though. Yeah. Yeah, I I pick big books. I like to read, you know, a lot. That's exciting. Um, I also love to read. And then also podcast wise, I've been listening to a lot of Dear Hank and John, you know, John Green who wrote The Fault in Our Stars. <gasps> this is the one someone else recommended and I kept forgetting. Okay, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I love it. I it's it's really nice to I went back like to a couple years ago the the episodes and it's very like calming cuz they're really silly but not like too crazy. And so it's very calming to listen to right now. Oh, that's such a good idea. And then the last one is The Office Ladies. I'm like a medium Office fan, but um, <laughs> Jenna Fisher and Angela Kins Kinsley are yeah. doing like an Office rewatch where they like give you inside information about the filming and stuff. And I found it like super interesting. I'm gonna, I need to do that. I am... Um... 
I, I listened to like the first two episodes and I couldn't quite get into it. I'm wondering, I feel like I should give it another shot because most of the time, usually the first, like I think about our first like five seasons and yeah. they weren't great. So I feel like I need to like listen to a couple later episodes. The episodes when they have another guest, like there's ones with the actor who plays Dwight has been on a couple. It's fun to like listen to them all. Yeah. Banter. I think I want to go back and just like find my favorite episodes of The Office and then listen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they did a really good episode for Casino Night, which oh, is like so <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, when they have on other people, I find that it's the best too because they just get more like vague and not necessarily as episode specific. It's more like generally the feeling was like this or we all did this, you know. How and they I've remember all of them. in that. It's like their life. I know, but mm-hmm. like every specific. They must pool together with a bunch of oh, clearly. There's writers too. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like, what happened? To, like what are some facts? Yeah, I mean, they probably have to, like... We need a team. We do need a team. Um, Those are all great, though. Um, Yeah. And, yeah. So, I... uh, So, A Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Mass, Dear Hank and John, and The Office Ladies. Any other um, TV shows that you binge? Um, Obviously, a big Gilmore Girls fan. Um, Right now, I'm rewatching New Girl. I never finished it. I always end up losing interest. Mm-hmm. But I started rewatching that again, so maybe I'll finish that. But I'm finding it cute. I like. I think it's cute. You know, it's it's real I light. I love that show, guys. I haven't watched. I it. didn't finish it either, mm-hmm. but I need to. But I like like the with the the lovely old Asian man on the bench that like takes what's his name? Yes, um, not Jack. His Nick. name is yeah Nick, and like swirls him in the pool. And like when when she loses her job and her does rest to wear a bra, and she's like, my boobs are free from. Like, boob jail. Like, there's so many good one-liners. <laughs> My favorite thing about it, too, is um, Winston being so bad at pranks, like, where they're so, yes. like, inconsequential or, like, way too harsh. <laughs> yeah. so but you would like this show. I know, I'm sure It'd I would. It'd be a good I one know. to watch on your lunch break. Like, yeah. you don't have to, you Think know. about it or There's whatever. also an episode where Winston sings Defying Gravity, and, and <laughs> oh, there's yeah, someone in his nice. trunk, and he doesn't know anyone's listening, and that is, like, every person that's ever... <laughs> yeah, ever, yeah. <laughs> So saying, oh, you just gravity. inspired me to put that on. Well, I have so many weddings to edit this right now. And so that's a good, like, I don't need to pay attention, but I, I can laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Katie, it has been an absolute joy to have you on. You've had great takes. Yes. And thank you for being a patron. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for spending yeah. time with us this evening. And we would love it if you could call time of death. Okay. Time of death for me is uh, 1734. Beep.